I don't think that was the case. I feel case. like fish was a very natural expansion for Pixar. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. Honestly, it sounds more of a lie that James Cameron would mess it up. <laughs> that sounds so much about yeah. the details. Yeah, that would be hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, this animated kids movie isn't accurate. That's yeah. not actually yeah. what she is. Like, yeah, yeah no. Sh- Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master presents you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. We're finishing up our Under the Sea theme for the month of May with an episode hosted by our quiz master, Soups. Hello. And Soups is going to be presenting us with four facts about four movies that are under the sea. But remember, one of his facts is a lie. So join me, Andy, and our other host, Tanner, in figuring out which one it is. Yes. So let's take a free dive with the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. How many Disney The Little Mermaid movies are out there? Wait, what? More than just one? I would guess one. Oh, did they do like sequels? Oh, I oh. bet they did like the straight to VHS sequels. Yes. And then, then are we including then. the new ones? Yes. I'm going to say four. Okay. I think it's three. It's actually five. Oh, Whoa. no. <laughs> All right. So you have The Little Mermaid in 1989. Yeah. You have The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea in 2000. You have The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning in 2008. What? You have The Little Mermaid Live in 2019. And then you have a live action of the original The Little Mermaid 2023. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> they have been nursing that one for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have seen one of those. Yeah. One of those. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's Actually, enough. I probably watched that second one as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Even though 2000. I don't know how into Disney I was in the year 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to do four facts, four yeah. movies. Cool. All right. Yeah. Fact number one. Let's see if I've seen any of them <laughs> yeah. because we keep having <laughs> No, I think you've seen all of these movies. Okay. Yeah. Well, you said that about every movie episode. And every time I'm like, no. This time I tried to keep it simple. Oh boy, I'm doomed. Fact number one. Pixar greenlit Finding Nemo after hearing only one word, fish. Okay, I have seen Finding Nemo. Yep, great movie. I totally believe this because, I mean, Pixar movies, they're all really good. So I think if they're just like, fish movie, yeah, we'll make it good. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this would be the kind of anecdote that you would hear about Pixar. Like, that sounds believable, like how literal it is. Maybe you could be skeptical, but it sounds like the kind of story that Pixar would tell. Yeah. And also, like, Pixar style of animation is just begging for an Mm -hmm. underwater version. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine, yeah, yeah, they're fish. Oh, done. I feel Mm -hmm. like every Pixar movie and a lot of Disney movies, you can boil down to one word like that. You know, toys. Yeah. Fish, mm-hmm. cars. Yeah. Kind of, I think, the appeal and part of why it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Finding Nemo is the story of clownfish Marlin, whose son is captured in the Great Barrier Reef and taken to Sydney. And he sets out on a journey to bring him home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie was released in 2003 by Pixar and director Andrew Stanton, who's also the voice behind Marlin. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went to propose his idea to Pixar's chief creative officer. Mm-hmm. And his reply was like, you had me at fish. Like, <laughs> yeah. You didn't yeah, need to narrate like the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. And then he greenlit the project. And as a result of this, the demand for clownfish <laughs> as pets skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
like I said, this sounds like the kind of origin story that you hear out of Pixar, especially pre-Disney Pixar. Mm -hmm. So this sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Checks out. The lie would maybe be something like, oh, actually, it was really hard to get this one made Mm -hmm. and that they had to try many, many times. Right. It bounced around. It bounced around. I don't think that was the case. I feel like Fish was a very natural expansion for Pixar. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. Okay. Fact number two. For Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Tom Cruise managed to achieve six minutes of static breath holds after two months of training. Whoa. Okay. Have you seen Mission <laughs> Impossible Rogue Nation? No. No way. <laughs> you could probably convince her that that movie doesn't exist. Yeah, honestly, you could. Are we doing a find the fake? Yeah, I think Is that, that the movie. fake? I don't even think I've seen the original Mission Impossible in its entirety. Okay. I've seen bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. What year did this come out? This came out in 2015. Okay, yeah, nope. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do know that Tom Cruise famously likes to do his own stunts. Yes, I know that. So that kind of makes it sound real, but six minutes. Yes. Wow. That's a long time to hold your breath. I get annoyed after like 30 seconds. (laughs) I'm like, nah, why why won't I just breathe? Coming up for it. So Rogue Nation was, of course, not necessarily an underwater movie, but its underwater scene remains one of the most highly acclaimed action scenes Tom Cruise trained for two months to become a free diver. Mm. Mm -hmm. And this scene where Ethan Hunt, he has to dive into an underwater safe to retrieve the computer chip that will lead him to the villain. Were writers just trying to be like, what can we get Tom Cruise to do? (laughs) He won't do this. He won't do it. So the stunt first required Cruise to jump off a 120 foot ledge. Wow. This was not CGI. And... This underwater set was filled with 20 feet high water and Cruz had to hold his breath and also act at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, so the scene took about two weeks to shoot, but he trained for two months. So he held his breath for six minutes. Correct. See, that's where I think maybe the lie is. Mm -hmm. I think Tom Cruise definitely does his own stunts. I can totally believe he did this. Mm -hmm. I bet the scene is six minutes of the whole movie, Mm -hmm. but he didn't hold his breath that long. That seems absurd. That's so long. That is such a long time. Who can hold their breath that long? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I believe all the other things. He trained for two months. He jumped over the ledge, whatever. Six minutes is so long. Six minutes (laughs) is so long. No offense to Tom Cruise, but like, he's just a guy. Yeah. This isn't his job to mm-hmm. hold his breath. Like, I imagine people who hold their breaths, you know, free divers, they've trained since like childhood in order right. to be able to yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Pretty impressive. Fact number three. Titanic was the first ship to use the SOS distress call. Mm. The real Titanic? And also in the movie, yes. Okay. You can see them use it in the movie, right? Yes, you can see them using it in the movie. I have seen this one. Yeah, you have seen it? (laughs) Wow, congratulations. That's two out of three now. Yeah. Well no, done. That's pretty nice. good for me. Yeah. For me, that's good. What, yeah. <laughs> the last movie one we did, it was a big old goose egg. Yeah. I remember when the captain says to send out the distress signal mm-hmm. after they hit the iceberg. Yeah. First time mm-hmm. in history. Seems kind of unbelievable. Like yeah, ships right. go down not infrequently. Right. I mean, they don't even have to completely sink for you to right. have a distress signal. You have f- anything, a fire, a fire. someone's sick. You could hit sick. something. Yeah. Okay, so SOS, this is a Morse code distress call. There isn't a full form. It just is SOS, but people have come out with their meanings. So it was first proposed in 1905. It was from the German government. 
maritime regulation then became a worldwide standard in 1906 and it became effective in 1908 okay and before that time there was another distress call which was the norm uh-huh. which is CQD mm. SOS is the easy one because it's repeatable, mm-hmm. it's fast. Right, and you're definitely not saying anything else. Yeah, right? it's that's unambiguous. not a word. Yeah. So in the movie, the captain sends a distress call. They first send a CQD. However, in reality, the CQD call was replaced by SOS the same year that Titanic went down. Oh, you mean in the movie they sent CQD, but in reality Titanic sent out SOS? SOS. That doesn't oh. sound very James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. And because... They did change the stars in yeah. the sky because they weren't right. In the re-release, yeah. Right. And also the problem was because SOS was still so new, not all captains and ships knew about it. They didn't mm. recognize so it. So they didn't recognize and they didn't really come for help. Oh, no. I'm very skeptical of this because one, if it came out in 1908, that's four years before the Titanic went down. Hmm. No other ship had a disaster in four years. Oh, sounds sketchy. Pretty sketchy. Honestly, it sounds more of a lie that James Cameron would mess it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sounds, cares so much about yeah. the details. Yeah, that would be hard to believe. It's mm-hmm. a pretty key scene to mess up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This to me sounds very much like something people would say, mm-hmm. but I bet is totally wrong. Yeah. So then it's tricky because it's like, well, is that a lie? Because mm, right. I bet you could find sources on the internet that would say this. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't believe those sources. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Pretty skeptical of it. Yeah. Okay. Fact number four. In the movie, The Little Mermaid, Ursula, the villain, technically isn't an octopus. Okay, so. Great movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so you've no, seen three of the. I have four. seen three of the four. That's a okay. decent chunk. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen any of them as an adult, though. Okay. <laughs> so, Ursula. I'm guessing she has like more than eight tentacles. Is that where the issue is? Mm, I think it's the tentacles, yeah. Right. So, The Little Mermaid. First Disney movie to use CGI. The movie released in 1989. And of course, we have a live action version of the movie. The movie won two Oscars for its music. So The Little Mermaid story, as we all know, is a fairy tale written by Danish author Hans Christian Andersen. It's the journey of a mermaid who's willing to give up her life in the sea to have a human soul. The original story, of course, is much darker <laughs> yes. because she dies at the end. Anyway, the main villain in the movie, Ursula, so she doesn't have eight tentacles. She has six plus her two human arms. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Reportedly, because animating the tentacles would cost too much money. But they already then, had six. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have two more. Weird. <laughs> she yes. has to have some yeah. human yeah. qualities. They saved a lot of money mm-hmm. on the yeah. two legs. <laughs> yeah. And the early sketches of Ursula was actually inspired from a Baltimore-based drag queen called Divine. But she died a year before the movie release. Oh, so she could, not, she could never see her character come oh, to no. life. She so. has such a unique design yeah. in the movie. Oh, yeah. She's not really like the evil stepmother in other Disney mm-hmm. movies or anything. She's very unique. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty scary, too, yes. though. Yes. Yeah. Like, doesn't she become giant and try to sink a ship at some point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awful, but it's very interesting. We talked about this with the God episodes. Like, you know, we hear a lot about mermaids. Mm-hmm. But any other combination of human and oh, true. sea creatures, mm-hmm. there are lots of them. Right. Not just fish and human, mm-hmm. but also octopus and human. Or... Walrus and human. Yeah. 
okay. It's one of those things, though, where it seems like it's not that hard to just come up with it. Right. And also, I hate this kind of pedantic thing of like, actually, this animated kids movie isn't accurate. That's yeah. not actually yeah. what she is. Like, yeah, yeah no shit. Like, right. fish also aren't chubby. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't have a beak and like giant eyes and those weird no nostril whole siphons, things yeah. siphons where yeah. they murder each other or have sex with each other yeah. yes all of the above <laughs> <laughs> yes. right octopuses are so weird yeah um mermaids do not exist yeah. i mean there's a sea god in the movie if you want to get yeah. all sciencey about yeah. it yeah. I mean, it's, for kids. It's yeah. also it's part of the fun is that like yeah. it's stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah. So yeah, Ursula not actually being an octopus, that totally checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course yeah. she isn't. She's a human <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah. But yeah, I think the fact probably that one I'm not super duper skeptical on because it's one of those things where it's like, of course she's not an octopus. Yeah. So I actually have seen many of those movies, since so that's kind of shocking. Those are interesting facts about some underwater movies, but can you repeat the four of them before Tanner and I try to guess which one is the lie? Yes. Fact number one, Pixar greenlit Finding Nemo after hearing only one word, fish. Fact number two, for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Tom Cruise managed to achieve six minutes of static breath holds after two months of training. Fact number three, Titanic was the first ship to use the SOS distress call. Fact number four, in the movie The Little Mermaid, Ursula the villain technically isn't an octopus. One of them is a lie. All right. The second one definitely sounds unbelievable to me. Holding your breath for six minutes. Right. There could even be not an underwater scene. You could have, <laughs> honestly, like everything about that, you could have made that up. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, I have zero idea. <laughs> That's, That's a creative. cool lie. Yeah. I like that. But it is unbelievable, even the six minutes. Yeah. But it is also one of those things that it's like, I guess it could be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really am skeptical about number three. Number three is a mess. I don't like anything about it. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't like James Cameron messing up. (laughs) I think that it's kind of unbelievable to me that the Titanic would be the first one because it's like, you know, so superlative. It was like the biggest at the time. It was unsinkable. For it to also be like the first time SOS was used, I feel like I almost would have come across that before. Yeah, very much so. Like, I've heard lots of facts about it. like a folk saying that people would make up. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, oh yeah, it was the first one. It could be an early one. Yeah. I could believe that. Yeah. The very first does seem a little unbelievable. Yeah. There's like four years in there where another ship could have used it. Right. For me, I feel like if in the movie, you know, I'm betting on James Cameron, right? Like he he got it right. He got it right. There's no way he messed it up. Like, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you have so much faith in him. If he used the other one, then that was the one that the Titanic actually used. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that's the kind of director he was. So you're saying either the Titanic wasn't the first one because other ones were already using it or Titanic wasn't the first one because it wasn't out yet. They didn't even use it. Yeah. Two ways it could be a lie. Right. Interesting. So I think maybe it's number three. You think it's number three? Yeah. I just convinced myself. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Tom Cruise then. I think he does his own stunts, but six minutes is a little too much. Yeah. Cool. So we've got Tom Cruise and Titanic. Mm -hmm. So... The current world record for breath holding is 24 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow. What? How? They pre-breathe 100% oxygen. Oh. Let it out yeah. real yeah. slow. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's so, kind of almost cheating, but yeah. you hold your breath. <laughs> breath. Sure. Yes. All right. And the lie is fact number three. 
The Titanic's radio operators, even in the film, they were using CQD since it was more established and people knew about it. Because when SOS was ratified, not all countries were signatories. For example, mm-hmm. US did not sign. Oh, so even though it okay. was signed in 1908, it did take a while for it to catch up mm-hmm. globally. It only caught up the Titanic sank after oh, because this yeah. was a shorter code yeah. and you could do it faster. It was like the push. To yes. get yeah. SOS yeah. Yeah. worldwide. And before it was only CQD. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so that's in the movie. Yes, in the movie. Because yes. James Cameron would not have made that <laughs> he mistake. Accurate. He was accurate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. CQD. I got it. Wow. James Cameron would not yeah. have messed that up. Yeah. So it really was released earlier than earlier. the Titanic, yes. but it wasn't in wide use. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So after 1912, then it became like the norm for all the ships to got use it. SOS. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty good. I should have known. I should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. We are finishing up our Under the Sea theme with this episode. And actually, we are finishing up our third season of the I Should Have Known podcast. And in June, we will be starting season four, which is exciting. And if you're excited... It would really help us out if you just real quick click five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks for listening. No, spoiler.